Hi, and a really warm welcome to this Pocket of Peace podcast. This episode marks Interfaith Week 2021 and explores a conversation between myself, the Reverend Ruth Wells, um, Senior Chaplain for Bournemouth University and the Arts University Bournemouth, and my wonderful um, Muslim friend who I met during an interfaith summer school at Cambridge University. The conversation focuses on our personal and our faith tradition experiences of sacred space, and I hope you take the same joy and delight in the commonalities and the challenges that we faced in this conversation. I hope you enjoy. Um, Because it's coming up to Interfaith Week and I was thinking about the commonalities and the differences in terms of faith tradition and how we interact with sacred spaces, how we see sacred spaces. Um, so I thought maybe we could start off by talking about how we would go about defining a sacred space. Question. Yeah, just, yeah, that's you, a good question. You go first. <laughs> oh, okay, I think, wow, that's a good question. I didn't think about it. So I'm just thinking on top of my mind, if I was to define it, it would be a place which helps me connect with my own spirituality or with my own inner being. Uh, That's my personal definition. Again, I wouldn't call it this as an Islamic definition. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I think uh, so recently I created, I can give an example. I just created a Zen Den in my own house because of the lockdown. I couldn't go to any place of prayer. So I just created a space for myself, which is where I actually removed my my shoes and then enter the space because that is fires I wanted to be clean. So that's how I would define it, a space where I can connect within myself, which is silent and it gives me my silence. Sometimes I even take music around. So it's it's kind of sensory, sensorial capturing of my senses to get me within. So it can be through music, through taste, through smell or whatever. Uh, and it just takes me within. So I think that's what I would call a sacred space for now. So this is my working definition. I love that. But I, would you... Yeah, I Okay, think, so would you want me to have a Islamic definition, which I probably no, may not be able to give you? But, no, yeah. I think it's interesting how we interpret it from our faith perspective. So I think I love mm-hmm. the idea of a zenden. I think that's really interesting. I just went to a yoga class. I go to a yoga class, which is very spiritual, and the teacher would mm-hmm. say... Uh, she traces her roots through kind of Hindu um, religion, um, but is very mm-hmm. open to all faiths. And we talk, she talked the other week about having an altar when you practice, which is really fascinating to me because I yeah. use the word mm-hmm. altar very differently from my kind of faith tradition. But I probably have set up almost like a Zen den for myself. So mm-hmm. for my yoga practice, so I have something that smells nice I have some flowers because there's that kind of life and water and um and then I have like an icon image of uh Mary and uh baby Jesus um and a candle and I guess I'm trying to create like a zen den I'm going to call it that now because it's such a good (laughs) name but yeah I guess that's I'm trying to achieve that I wouldn't call it an altar but trying to achieve that a sense of my own spirituality a thin place that would be one of the words Mm -hmm. that I would probably use for sacred space so something that 
has components that can make something maybe feel a deeper sense of spirituality than regular life yeah 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 that's what it happened that's what it is for me so i have a, a scented candle there i have a photo of uh, one of my like a spiritual guy um i have my books that i love reading and these are all spirituality books like i really i like poetry so these are like devotional spiritual forms so yeah a nice a nice cozy seating sitting area and my i love butterflies so for me somehow i think i connect butterflies with spirituality mm-hmm. because they kind of are metamorphosis of some world into the other world so that's why i have butterflies in my space and lights obviously so yeah thinking lights do in your zen den do you read do you are you you said something about silence is it different because of how you're feeling or is there kind of a discipline to what how you structure what you do when you go into the space that's an interesting question i just came out of my zen den about half an hour ago today <laughs> so i sometimes i don't take my watch there so i just lose track of time i just need to be there until i feel that i okay it's time for me to leave I don't keep it like okay one hour or 15 minutes or whatever. So I just go in there uh, and sometimes I'm just sitting quietly silently watching my thoughts. And uh, sometimes I just get start reciting something which is devotional and uh, whatever I'm feeling and sometimes it can be Bollywood songs as well. It just it's just something that comes from within me and mm-hmm. I just start reciting. Sometimes I just have my journal there so I start journaling some thoughts down. So it could be recitation, journaling. It could be reading. Like I said, I completed one book today. It's the tenth inside. I don't know if you've read that. No. Uh, the tenth inside. Oh, it's a beautiful book. Uh, it's a sequel of uh, Celestine Prophecy. Okay. So I completed that book today, and uh, yeah, I did my prayers, and uh, yeah, I did my rec- devotional recitation, reading. And yeah, and I kind of put my candle on, and I was like, okay, this is my time. And as soon as I leave, I put the candle off. I I come back and I wear my chapels and then come to the room. So that's my space. Mm. Whenever I feel like just going there, so yeah, sometimes when I'm really feeling low, I just go there and sit and probably cry as well. Yeah. So it's a space that can like hold lots of different emotions and hold you in them, I guess. That's well said. That's well said. Mm. Yeah. You put things into such amazing words. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Just being a poet or something. Um, I never thought of it as my emotion. Do you, is, I'm really interested in the Zen, Zen Den idea. Is it something that has come out and you've put in your, where you live because you've been at home with lockdown? Or is this something that you have built before in you know when you have lived in other places or what prompted you to kind of put it together that's actually a good idea get the good question again because i'm thinking i didn't do it in the first lockdown mm-hmm. so we had a first lockdown last year i didn't do that because i probably had my own space so i would just take my mat i would do, do have my pray, do my prayers there on the mat and then come back but i don't know why for some reason that space was now kind of inviting for me to make something like this. And then I started Googling what would a sacred space look like in a house. And then I'm like, ah, yeah, this is the space that I want to create. And then I started creating it. And I recently took a town break and I was like mentally and emotionally and spiritually, I would say very drained. Mm -hmm. 
with a lot of work going on and a lot of things going on. Probably I I personally needed it, uh, that space. So I just go there and I I think I it's it kind of charges me up. And if I don't go there for around two or three days, I myself feel drained. So I just need to go there and sit there, even if it is for five minutes. Mm. So yeah, that's a good question. Probably it was a need of the hour, and probably it was something that I felt would kind of replenish me mm. back to life. Yeah, I think there's something about for me about permissioning myself to take the time. I think if I have a specific space, it's like I'm going to do something which I know is important for me, and it has a purpose. And I feel like it's not just a luxury or maybe I'll wander in and do some yoga or, or pray or whatever. But actually having a, a set space, it feels like I'm allowed to. I'm allowed to take that time. I'm allowing myself that moment, um, which maybe I haven't done before because I've kind of, even though I say, oh, sacred space is really important, I maybe haven't allowed myself that time to do it before. Yeah, and I think as you're speaking, I also would think about this is one space where I can be my authentic self. Like no one's judging me, no one's looking at me. I'm just doing what I want to do, mm-hmm. and nobody's stopping me from doing that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's one space where I really feel safe and not judged. space what I particularly find interesting and which is now missing because of COVID we can't do recitations like communal recitations it still doesn't feel like a secret space to me because I think the power of being with the community and reciting something together and those devotional songs or whatever we recite together I think that creates that vibe and that energy which I'm still missing because it's still not on but yes I still feel a feeling of community there because I think the first day when I went uh, for prayers in the morning I could actually see people smiling with their eyes. Like I know everyone was having the mask, but I could still feel that, oh, I'm not alone. I'm still there. I have people are still there with me. I went to um, Glastonbury Festival a long time ago, which is a massive music festival, um, which happens mm-hmm. in... A little place in the UK but it's it, like it has massive bands and it's really well known and um, people had said to me oh you have to be really careful there because there's lots of people taking drugs it's really terrible blah, blah, blah. this was kind of Christian people saying to me oh it's awful mm-hmm. um, and I went with my husband it was before we had children so it's a long time ago and when I got there actually it was really beautiful people would say oh can we help you put your tent up and were really like helpful and then we went to um listen to a band and it was one Mm -hmm. of the most spiritual moments of my life because people were just singing this song together like singing a hymn or a kind of spiritual song um but in a field of thousands of people and there was something very like thin place for me about that moment mm-hmm. that I was like this feels sacred even though we would all have different perceptions of what that means and different faith traditions there was something about the commonality of singing something and being in that shared space together which was yeah really mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm. 
Uh, that reminds me of another experience that I had, which now that you're saying it, it was a secular space. It was, it was a concert that I attended, but it was a Kavali concert. So in uh, a lot of Muslim devotional literatures, devotional songs are in form of a genre called Kavali, mm-hmm. which means, which has a lot of clapping in it. So you kind of, as an audience, you are clapping and there's a rhythm to the clapping. And then there's somebody out there on the stage who's performing or singing something. I think I was in one of those performances and I suddenly I was like, I felt a beyond body experience kind of like I was so, so much into it. It was so enigmatic for me. Like, I think I, I just enjoyed that experience. I think for me, that was a spiritual elevation kind of an experience there. It was fun. It was a normal secular, uh, uh, I would say one of the top most uh, auditoriums in India, in Bombay. And I bought a ticket and I was there. But that experience that time was like, it's just was transforming for me. Mm. There's something that interesting about like expect places that we expect to be sacred. So, you know, ex- the expectation of walking into a church building and there being candles and a cross and an altar and how that might determine how I interact with the space and how I feel like, <laughs> oh, this must be sacred because it has those things I expect. And then being surprised by a sacred moment. So finding yourself somewhere and being like, oh gosh, I wasn't, I wasn't anticipating that. I yeah, find that really yeah. fascinating. Like, yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. What? It, I think, go on. Uh, I think now that you're saying it, it can be a communal thing or it can also be an individual uh, experience as well just sitting by yourself in the nature can have it or maybe sitting with a friend with whom you are having a spiritual conversation so I probably had that kind of an experience once no, not romantic though but yeah it was just a conversation we were having about life and death and purpose of life and it was in the middle of the night we saw a shooting star I think that moment when we kind of really had that amazing conversation even that was spirituality for me and that space for me was spirituality because seeing a shooting star in the middle of the night we were just having a conversation was also kind of a sacred space for me Mm. so yeah yeah and I think the nature thing is so interesting isn't it like we've got the whole COP26 thing and people talking very much about how do we look after the world around us better because there is this I guess as a person of faith I would say it's not just about human extinction it's about that we have a duty of care i think as people as human beings to to keep the world around us as sacred to honor that to revere that innate kind of preciousness of the world around us i'm guessing that um as a muslim you would have you know teaching and thought about how you connect well with the the environment around you yeah i think we are big on climate change recently i think we have been doing a lot of uh, even my a lot of my lesson plans are now directed towards climate change and bringing that awareness and i was just reading the 10th insight book that i shared uh, it talks about how this ecological balance has to be maintained and it has a spiritual connection as well and I was zapped. Like, I think today we are talking about climate change, but I think this climate change and having that ecological balance is also connected to spirituality. And uh, how I, I think in, uh, yesterday, in, even in this one, this class, when I was teaching, I was teaching them about Allah's signs or God's signs. 
And we were even think, seeing how sun can be a sign, moon can be a sign, a spider can be a sign. Because sometimes, I think there's a story, right, where the spider was trying and trying and, and then somebody had given up on the battlefield and he sees a spider. And then he, he learns the lesson of try and try till you succeed. So even something like a spider can teach you a lesson. So if it's, it's all about God's sign, but you have to be listening to it. And I think it's important that we treasure these um, these uh, things in the nature and kind of keep, keep it preserved and learn from it rather than abusing it. So I think that's what we keep talking about in our classes as well. And how do we maintain balance between all of it? about how um, the whole idea of sacred space holding our feelings but also how do sacred spaces m help us feel like what is the connection to sacred space and our emotions um, so I guess for me there's something about sometimes a sacred space will unearth those things within me that I can't quite articulate so I can just whatever that feeling is very often it's like you talked about crying in your zen den <laughs> sometimes I have you know I can sit in a church building and think there's oh I'm all all right I'm okay but suddenly from nowhere almost this kind of weeping or this like unearthing of what is going on unconsciously subconsciously within me and I wonder whether the part of the place of sacred space is to connect us with those feelings that maybe we don't always or aren't able to always like express well. yeah express that's the word yeah I completely agree I think uh, today I was laughing for some reason while I was playing I don't know why so I think it's it just brings out something within you and it just would be an emotion. It could be it could be emotion, it could be anger, it could be a disappointment in yourself that, oh, I didn't do something well today. I think all of those things which go on, this is your space to kind of be with your inner child and talk to yourself and kind of pamper yourself, be your mom, be your own mom and kind mm -hmm. of, okay, I'm sure you've done this, you will be better tomorrow, something like that. So I think... Uh, this is an interesting exercise which I do with my students as well that I think a, a lot of times we say that we are talking to God but God doesn't talk to us and I'm like there's no God out there it's all within you but you have to be silent and quiet it's like the the still water where you can see the reflection so I think this sacred space just gives you that stillness where you can listen to yourself listen to your body okay I have pain in my thighs I have pain in my hand or whatever and I think listen to your emotions listen to your thoughts I think this is when you listen I think there are a, couple, a lot of times there are questions that you ask and you just get your answer there so I think it's more about listening for me in the Zen mm, that's really fascinating I also think like I do a lot of yoga at the moment and I think there's something about doing something embodied which means I can't I can't be like caught up in all those rabbit hole of thoughts that are unhelpful for me. Like I just have to switch mm. some of that off um, and allow myself just to concentrate on breathing, like the breath and, and being yeah. alive. And 
I think that like listening to my body, not just what's here, like in my head, but actually listening into which bit of my body feels like it's holding a lot of tension, what's going on there, what, you know, all of those things that I think are really hard to do other than setting the time aside and saying I'm going to permission myself to take this sacred moment to listen into myself more fully rather than, oh, I haven't done this, what's on my to-do list, <laughs> da, 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 da. but kind of to tone that down a bit and just like what's, what's going on inside of me. And for me, the connection to the divine in that is really powerful because it isn't about my hijacking the thoughts it's just being present which is uh, I guess uh, a part of my spirituality like being a present and attentive to the divine and yeah not trying to force something to happen or control control it uh, like letting go of control uh, I think yeah I think surrender surrender is the right word you just surrender, surrender yourself there yeah. You just let it go. And I think that's the, the stone that I've made last in that time. It's like, let go or let God, like, this yeah. one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just surrender. It's like, you just don't have to worry about it. It's like, okay, now everything is in your hand. You take care of it. I'm just being myself now. I love that. So that was the podcast episode focusing on a conversation about sacred spaces between myself and my lovely Muslim friends. And I hope that you were inspired by her Zen Den. Maybe it gave you pause to think about how you connect with sacred space, how you permission yourself the time to listen into your body, how you connect with the world around you and how you might hear the divine.